This is Spotlight from the Asbury Park Press. In part two of the long fall series, from drugs and women to changes on Wall Street shrinking his job, Spina's life began to spin out of control. Spina distinguished himself with his talent for turning around a losing deal, a fellow trader confirmed, whittling away a deficit to break even or even make money. Spina earned the nickname Lou Dini, a fusion of Lewis and Harry Houdini, a magician noted for his daring escapes. Years later, that fellow trader recounted Spina's reputation in a letter to the judge who sent Spina to prison. He let the judge know Spina was revered for his calm, collected manner. He heard the Ludini nickname used among the older folks they worked with. The fellow trader asked not to be named because he still works on the floor of the stock exchange. Spina was someone he looked up to like an uncle, someone he wished he could become. He never expected Spina to break the law. Like many brokers of his time, Spina caught the crest of a tremendous trading wave. Stock volume surged in the 1970s and 80s, according to Eugene White, an economics professor at Rutgers. For every trade, you get another commission, White explained. So it's a great time to be a broker. More volume, more trading, more money. And the bounty rained down for Spina. He said he earned a 2% commission clearing almost $200,000 on his best day. At age 30, he took home $2.5 million in one year, more than the coach for the New York Rangers, one of his favorite sports teams. That's equivalent to about $5.2 million today. That's how I kept score, he said. That's all I chased, money. He spent like he earned. He shopped at Brooks Brothers and Barney's. Property records confirmed that he bought a condo in Battery Park City, and a condo in Jupiter, Florida. In the colder months, he would fly down on a Friday, come back on a Sunday. All the stupid stuff you do with money, he said. Women, wine. Spina rode private planes to Las Vegas. He could have breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks on the firm's tab at the Stock Exchange Luncheon Club, a 108-year-old members-only dining room on the seventh floor. He'd take a limo to get a haircut. He was impatient. If there was a line at a coffee shop, he'd drop money on the counter and not wait for change. He dated around. He drank. He tried marijuana and cocaine. He wasn't a big drug user, but vices were plentiful around him on Wall Street. There was a lot of drugs, a lot of partying, he said. Spina married and divorced four times. He has three sons. His third wife, Eileen, was married to Spina from 1994 to 2006 and confirmed he earned millions and lived lavishly, taking private flights, coveting the latest Mercedes, sporting custom suits, buying her jewelry, taking vacations to St. Martin in the Caribbean or their second home in Florida. They moved to Tony Coltsneck, closer to Eileen's brother. They lived in a home now assessed at $1.5 million. Spina's 21-year-old son, James, recalled visiting the stock exchange for Bring Your Child to Work Day. It was crowded, overwhelming, frightening, people yelling, and his dad yelling back. But his dad maintained a sense of calm. It kind of made him feel like a superhero in a way, James said. The job took its toll on Spina. He'd commute up to two hours into the city. He'd come home exhausted. Just to get to work was a job in itself, Eileen said. 
Spina tried the prescription narcotic Percocet to take off the edge, he said. I loved the way it made me feel. Anytime he wasn't happy, he'd take a pill, but he insisted he wasn't addicted at that time. He'd stop for a week or six months. Spina kept the drugs to himself. James and Eileen said they weren't aware of his habit at that time. In August 2001, the firm Spina worked for was sold for $60 million to Vandermulen, according to the New York Times. Spina said he was vested in the company, and Eileen confirmed he took home millions in profit from the sale. Again, how that person is in here, Spina said from prison, is sometimes pretty hard to understand. But here I am. A month after he made his millions, Spina was at the stock exchange on 9-11. He saw people leaping from the burning buildings. He saw the towers collapse. One of Eileen's brothers was killed in the attack. The couple divorced in 2006, each alleging verbal abuse against the other, among other grievances. Spina had to pay his ex-wife $5,000 alimony and $2,500 child support each month, according to court records. Gradually, changes on Wall Street made characters like Spina less relevant. Ludini couldn't escape computerized trading. The machines reduced his role. He'd work for five minutes in the morning, and computers would do the rest. The job I loved on the floor turned into a photo op, he said. The stock exchange changed the rules on how prices were measured, evaporating margins for traders, according to White, the economics professor. And increasingly, trades were being made off the exchange. So what happened, he said, is the relative size of the New York Stock Exchange began to shrink. Commissions for brokers and the volume they could trade fell. Spina said his salary collapsed from millions a year to a couple hundred thousand. Lehman Brothers took over the operation Spina worked for in 2007. After a record-breaking bankruptcy, Barclays bought them out. In 2009, Spina was demoted. His income shrank to about $150,000 a year. By August 2009, Spina's declining income prevented him from paying what he owed his ex-wife. He started dating and spending heavily on a new girlfriend. At one point, his American Express Platinum card carried $40,000 in debt. Trouble started, he said, when I couldn't admit to myself that I was going to have to change my lifestyle. Spina charged personal expenses on a company credit card. He planned to pay it off when he got his bonus, but in March 2010, the personal expenses were cited as a reason for his dismissal. It hurt to go out that way. Most guys leave with a great reputation. They ring the closing bell, their family comes, they have a little party. I was in total shock for at least two days, he said. But he didn't remain despondent for long. Ludini had another plan. He wanted to prove everyone wrong. Coming up in the third and final installment of the Longfall series, Spina reaches rock bottom and turns to a life of crime. This has been Asbury Park Press Spotlight.